Hey everybody, welcome to Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And today's episode is all about something that makes me deeply uncomfortable, and that <laughs> is the topic of advocating for yourself. You want to look... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> do I want to what? Do you want to find us outside of the podcast? Let me tell you where you can do that. In between episodes, you can find us on Instagram and on TikTok. We are at Megan and Wendy, and you can join our Facebook group, which is Long Story Shorties on Facebook. We like emails too. Yeah. Megan and Wendy at gmail.com. We have an email from Michelle. So many things she touches on. She says, number one, I too use plastic shoe bins in my fridge and pantry as a cheaper alternative to the container store bins. I am deeply disappointed in myself that I did not think of this before Sheila mentioned it. Mm -hmm. It's a great hack. And those bins are like $5 for five of them. That is true. I don't know if I could get there, though. I, every time I'd open it, I'd be like, those are shoe bins. You know I what I mean? I could totally get there. I, I don't know. But I would But with that said, like, I would not buy the container, container store bins because those are way overpriced. Yes. You got to find a middle of the road option. I'm a TJ Maxx Home Goods. Yes. That's right. And they're always there. So. Yes. Number two, LaCroix Beach Plum is the bomb. Thank you very much. We told you told you so if you haven't tried LaCroix Beach Plum get it it is the best flavor I have a comment on that Uh I was recently no it's all good I was recently listening to T-Bash I wasn't listening I was watching it on Twitch I talked about this a couple podcast episodes ago whatever anyway Beach Plum LaCroix came up Mm. and people are like it's so hard to find it's so hard to find it's so hard to find and then somebody said it's always at Sprouts Ah, so if you're going to make a special trip and want to like stock up on the beach plum, Sprouts is the go-to, but you always find it at Ralph's, right? Yes. I never see it at Target or at Walmart, but Ralph's, which is a Kroger store for our non-California friends, is where I always find Mm. it. It's yummy too. Hoard it when you find it. Mm -hmm. She also includes a Target alternative to our favorite Nordstrom jean. They are a denizen jean. We will link that. I had a pair of Target denizen jeans that I loved, loved, loved. And the only reason I stopped wearing them is because I wore a hole in the thighs because I wore them so much. So I'm a big fan of that denizen line. She also recommends a Fruit of the Loom Beyond Soft bikini underwear just high enough for the tummy cover, she says. So we have talked about some of our underwear faves for women of a certain age, and we will link these for another option. Mm Mm-hmm. On the summer wardrobe front, maxi dresses, long skirts, t-shirts, and tank tops are my summer go-to wardrobe. Maxi dresses are not out. And then she talks about our new Hallmark group on Facebook. And if you are a Hallmark fan who's just made the trek over to our main episodes, first of all, welcome. Second of all, we have a Facebook group just for you. Just for you. Yeah, because our shorties group, they really hate Hallmark movies. (laughs) So much. (laughs) (laughs) So we welcome all the actual Hallmark fans who are watching the movies all the time. The super fans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a robust happening group, I have to say. Agreed. And we are not the authorities in that group. No, which I kind of love. Me too. I'm like, you, you go on with your bad self. Yes. Speaking of underwear. Yeah. I'm definitely in that market for some new underwear. I I have always, and I don't even know what the brand is right now. They might be Fruit of the Loom. They're like my favorite. Like every single pair I own is this brand. Mm-hmm. Just 
I have like a million of the same color, like whatever, I don't care. But I've noticed that like, they're like, my butt is eating them. I'm like, I don't, I think they're past their prime. Probably. The elastic has worn out. They're not holding their place. So they're just, yes, that's exactly what's happening. So they're just like, munch a munch a munch all day long. (laughs) I'm like, always sticking my hand down my pants and pulling out my underwear. Oh, I hate that. I hate that. Awful. And like, it's been hot here and like, it's like a, you know, perfect storm of everything's hot and sweaty and uncomfortable. Uncomfortable right now. so. So it's not that you need new underwear you just need new underwear i just need new underwear Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but i'm like i mean it feels really kind of like sad when i like open the underwear drawer and it's like the same underwear (laughs) i that's the dream i think that's the way to do it i have been slowly replacing all of my underwear you know i like there's two brands there's the warners on amazon they call themselves no muffin top barf and then there's uh felina which i buy at costco they're kind of an expensive underwear not at costco but at costco they're 11.99 for a five pack and they are my favorite they have a real thick wide waistband mm-hmm. now the colors i have i've got like nude and blush pink which yeah, like sounds that. cute but they're really not cute on uh, yeah 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 but they're my and like a baby blue <laughs> No, that's I'm into that. They're a real, um, they're a real geriatric color yeah, palette. It's okay, whatever. I'm but here they're for it. so comfortable. I was telling Megan, I was like, but I don't want to go to Costco. She goes, oh, I'll pick you up. So <laughs> I'm there. I'm like, fantastic, <laughs> great. Anyway, um, I signed up for Stretch Lab. I'm so jealous. I don't know if that's like a nationwide thing or is it just a California thing or. So there's one near your house. No, I come here to Irvine Spectrum. Oh, what's it near? Nordstrom. Oh, so there's parking nearby. Yeah. So if I I go at nine o'clock in the morning, there's nobody there because the mall doesn't open. The outdoor mall that we're referring to doesn't really open until 10. Mm -hmm. So the other day I was there, I was at nine and I was like, just running a little bit late. And I was like, oh my God, where am I going to park? Because parking can sometimes be a nightmare there. Uh And I pulled up and I was like, oh, nothing's open. This is fantastic. And then as I was doing my assisted stretching, I could see like all the moms with like their little kids like walking around. I was like, oh, they've been up since 6 a.m. And here they are at nine o'clock at the Irvine Spectrum before first nap. Oh, man. Those were the days. I don't miss those days. No. So Stretch Lab is basically assisted stretching. Okay. It sounds like ridiculous. I think when I say it out loud, like you need help stretching. I need help stretching. Um, She's like. Oh my God, you are so tight. She's like, I'm so glad you bought a membership because my I'm like so tight and tense. Me too, me too. She has to break out like the hypervolt thing, you know, that like, yes, yes, yes. On my shoulders just so that like she could stretch out like my back and stuff because I'm so like hunched forward all the time. It's great. I will tell you, I love it so much and I feel... A little bit silly when I'm there because it's kind of like getting a massage, but also not. Right. You know, I'm having this like super cute 22-year-old probably like helping me stretch makes me feel... Are they doing most of the work? Yeah, they do all the work. That's good. That's what I want. Like, I don't want to be stretching and they come, like, push me. I want them to, like, no. lift my leg up and push it way back and, like, push my back down and That's do all of this. That's what they do. They now, do all of that. I'm trying to find what it costs. An introductory, I think, was, like, $59 maybe. 
Oh, for a month, and you can go weekly. No, for the for one for one. That's what I, that's what I thought. Yeah, and I and I don't remember what I bought. I bought a not a subscription, but a membership where you get four times a month, and you can use any of those. You can use four in one week, or you can uh-huh. every other week, or whatever. One forty nine per month for four twenty five minute stretches. I okay. do the 50-minute stretches. Oh. So I probably pay more than that. I think I pay three something. There's a also a 50-minute group stretch for $79 no, a I month. No, I don't do that either. But what I wonder, in the group stretch, do you have an individual person helping you? Like, I don't want to do the work. I want to go and have someone stretch me if I am paying. In but a group stretch, stretch, I bet it's like, yes, I bet it's like one person helping like three of you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I like it. However, I feel shitty afterwards. Like it lets all the toxins out. Like I after think. you get a massage and they're like, make sure to drink lots of water. So that's not bullshit. Cause I'm always like, okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> I feel terrible. I've gone twice. The two times I've gone, I, it, I feel terrible the rest of the day. Maybe you need electrolytes on top of water. Yeah. And I think I'm drinking water too late. Like I feel like maybe I should be like loading up yes. beforehand. Yes. And then. So you can just keep the flushing going. Yeah, exactly. You know, we just. Um, put out an episode on hobbies. I'm wondering if stretching could be a hobby. I I would like. A st- <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I know you're not. I know you're not. I want a stretch lab membership. I'm gonna buy you one. Can I have that for Mother's Day? That's what I'm asking for for Mother's there Day. And then we'll go. T- we'll go together. And then we can put it on the calendar. <laughs> put it on the calendar. We'll go together. I see Clarissa. That's who I like. But you can see anybody who you want. This is one of those things I'm just imagining my husband, who does not like new things, innovative things, his reaction to somebody stretching uh-huh. for you. Uh-huh. He's like, how lazy are you? But I need yeah, yeah, yeah. the help. I understand. I understand. Yeah, I understand. I would rather be stretched than massaged, I think. I, I probably would like a combo of both, but I think I I think there's more benefit to the stretching. stretching. Yes. And she was like, especially as you get older, like things get really hard on your joints and if you, you don't take care of yourself, like, you know, she could just be like being a salesman to me, but I don't know. I'm into it. I want to get stretched. Look, I'm telling you, I liked it. I I don't find it like relaxing. Sure. What do you wear? Like, you wear anything that you can move freely in. Okay. So, you know, joggers, yoga pants, whatever. Mm-hmm. You need to come with me. I want to go. I have a, a small confession to make. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On our last pop culture episode, you know, when we were, like, doing the rundown of everything we were watching and uh-huh. reading and all that stuff. On my list, I think I included Shark Tank. Indeed. And I don't know if it had ever been on Hulu before. Don't know. Because it's like a CN... Oh, no, it's an NBC show. I bet it had been. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Anyway, I'm like watching season... I'm watching season after season of Shark Tank. And I can't get enough. I'm like addicted to it. It makes me feel a little bit embarrassed. Well, it's funny that you say that because my kids were turning on TV the other day. And we don't watch real TV a lot. Mm -hmm. And they were turning on American Idol that had been recorded. And they were like, Shark Tank? We need to watch more Shark Tank. So I think we might be following you down this path. It's a a great show. I I find myself very inspired by it. Yes. I would never consider myself an entrepreneur or uh, somebody who comes up with crazy ideas to make things. Me either. I just like watching people who have the hustle and then, like, who are... What's the word I'm looking for? 
who are then rewarded, I guess. And I know it's not a reward because you're giving up part of your business to an investor, but like, it's just, it's yeah, just but cool. I'm excited for them. being acknowledged. Yeah. Um, but here's my problem. I am like looking up every single product. Ooh, what did you buy? Oh my God. I, I've only bought one thing and I went to tell my family the other day and I go, oh, I saw this thing on Shark Tank. And they're like, do you know that you start every conversation with that right now? And I'm like, I can't help it. Like, I have to tell you about these products. They're so amazing. So I bought this one. It's called a drain wig. Okay. And what it is, is it's a cute little like silver, um, like flower shaped medallion. And then you put it in your shower drain. It has like this long tail on it, basically. And what happens is when you pull that out, it catches all the hair. Because have you ever been in your shower and it's like uh, not draining and then you take the drain cover off and then I don't know how you you get the thing out and it's like big old wads of hair. Of course. I'm looking at a girl who I know sheds a lot of hair. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to buy that because my daughter has the same problem. Like her shower was filling up one time I opened the thing I had to go to Home Depot to buy this like snake thing oh me too and pulled out like I mean a football size clump of hair slimy and disgusting disgusting so this is the same thing it just collects all that so it's easier to do it more frequently because it's just you yank it up toss it and drop it back in yeah exactly exactly see look i'm sold i know i was like who bought this product where can i buy this product it's on amazon now i'm watching like several years ago episodes now yeah it's still on amazon doing very well well that makes me happy for them i think that's half the reason the show was on is to promote the product yes and and that's funny you mentioned that because i just recently watched this episode where it was very tense between Mm. mark cuban and they had a guest shark who was um, Richard Branson. Oh. And Mark called the girl a gold digger, which I thought was so inappropriate and wrong. And Branson got was, like, offended on her behalf. And he's like, she's not a gold digger. She's here trying to, like, get money for her business. You know, she didn't – she had made a lot of money already and was – I don't even remember. She was looking for some sort of deal. And he's like, no, she's just here to promote her business because she knows she's going to get exposure being on Shark Tank, right? Branson threw a cup of water (gasps) on Cuban and the look on Mark Cuban's face was like he was going to climb over those chairs and strangle this dude. Uh, It was the most tense thing I've ever seen. Oh, my. That was very exciting. But, yeah, like I think a lot of the sharks sometimes think – you know, people are just there with like crappy deals or crappy products and they're just there for a promotion, which, okay, sure. And then I was also wondering, you know how American Idol went through a time where they were like very hard or mean on sure. the contestants or made fun of them or whatever. And I was wondering, like watching these old seasons of Shark Tank, if that's what's happening here too, you know, like maybe the sharks are being like especially critical of and they've who was- gotten kinder. I think so, because the way that I'm watching it, I didn't start at season one. I'm watching like 10, 9, 8, right. 7, 6, you know? So, like, you can see in different seasons, they act different. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well, that's very interesting. My kids are chomping at the bit to add more Shark oh, Tank to our Shark rotation. Tank. That's good oh, family TV. They love it. That's usually, like, one of our vacation shows. Like, when you go on, t- on vacation <laughs> and you're in a hotel and you don't have your... It's on. And it's always on, like mm-hmm. CNBC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. 
I promised this information on our last episode, and this is my summer sock hack. Now, I'm going to tell you this, and you're going to be like, what, they sell this? Yes, they do, but I'm telling you, you can do it for free, okay? Mm-hmm. Wendy and I got pedicures about two or three weeks ago, and Wendy dogged my dry, dry feet. And... <laughs> I have dry feet and it's not so much that, but like they crack. No, that's, I'm, I feel your pain. I I have had that happen because the woman was like, Oh, do you want the cows to move her? And when he was like, good God woman. So <laughs> she fully got upsold. <laughs> My feet here are disgusting. Things. Okay. Part of the problem is laziness. Mm-hmm. That's problem number one. But problem number two is I think the best way to moisturize your heels is to wear socks overnight and like to let it soak in overnight. Mm-hmm. However, we know I'm a hot sleeper. I don't like being hot. We're headed into sandal season, which is also hot season. This is very unfortunate. Mm -hmm. So this is my hack for moisturized heels while not sweating. You take a pair of ankle socks. Okay. And you cut the toe off. There you go. And then my husband's like, is that a Twitter thing? Like, like, everything's, I'm like, no, look, my heels are moisturized. My toes are open. I look real cute in my jammies (laughs) and my cut off toe socks. And I don't care. I hate wearing socks to bed. Mm-hmm. I just, because I get too hot. I mean, I barely sleep with blankets on. I Me certainly too. don't want anything on my feet, but I would totally do that. And I gotta say, like, I kind of have kinkles. So I need, like, socks that are roomy in the ankle uh-huh. area. Or otherwise, like, it, it hurts all night long if I wear a sock. Let your toes breathe. Are you using the carousel and then putting those on? Yeah, or, or just, like, a heavy foot lotion yeah because i did buy that willet let's see no you can't i haven't done it recently well, come on. no my feet look disgusting i just looked i'm not showing you i haven't done it recently laziness but when i do do it it's effective now i bought that welletta skin food that um moisturizer mm-hmm. that everyone's like this is the most amazing face moisturizer and then i opened it first of all i cannot believe people are putting this on their face the smell is so strong Ooh. it doesn't feel like it would be something you put on your face and the it's so thick so thick so i've been using it on my feet i can't i can't i can't do it on my face it's got to have some like good skin properties in it for I being mean, a face lotion so it's got to be it's pretty like good a face and body lotion all right it's one of those huh <laughs> i'm telling you people love this for their face can't do it and you know me i can i can put a body lotion on my face I, <laughs> what's it smell like uh rosemary oh, oh it's no. real strong no. anyway have you tried that baby foot stuff? You know, like yeah. the sleeve things? Yeah. And then your house, your feet peel all week long around <laughs> your house. Yeah. The problem is you can't do it in summer because then you can't wear sandals for two I weeks. I know. I know. The, I think that's effective. I'm not good at the maintenance because then you still need to moisturize your feet going forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then are your cracks so bad. <laughs> your cracks are so bad on your feet that you can't use your cheese grater thing because then that hurts, right? Well, I can use it, but they're not, it's not solving the problem. I know, but doesn't it hurt to run that thing over like no. a deep crack? No. It doesn't? No. Ouchie. But I also like was putting, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> what? I just am imagining like the people that could possibly be listening to this. And I really hope it's nobody who knew me in a previous life who's okay. like, wow. Great, Megan. Tell me. What? I was putting Neosporin and a Band-Aid on the crack in my heel and then putting the sock over it so it could help heal it overnight because they were very painful to walk on. What's wrong with that? What's embarrassing about that? Giant cracks in my heel that need to be treated. It's one on each heel. You're it's not really the bad. only one, I'm sure. I will say that worked. If you have painful cracks in your heel, I 
neosporin, Ugh. a band-aid, and a sock to hold it in place overnight. Yeah. That sounds painful. It helped. <laughs> Let's oh take a break and come right okay, back. Bye. <laughs> We're back, and today we want to talk all about being an advocate for yourself and to admit the ways in which we are not so great about doing this. Why don't you kick us off? Okay, so recently I took my 14-year-old daughter shopping. Yeah. And it was like two instances, actually. One time I was with her and we were shopping. She was paying for clothes and something had rung up, like really expensive. And Mm -hmm. it was like a sale item. So it was like completely mismarked. And she started to panic. And I was like, oh, I think that rang up wrong. Like I stepped in and said, I think that rang up wrong. And she's like, and then the lady looked at it. She's like, oh, yeah, it did. It did. And my daughter was like, oh, I didn't want to say anything because like I just feel bad. I didn't want to tell them that it was wrong. Mm -hmm. And I was like. So you're just going to pay the $200 that they're asking for and it's not $200, it's $14? Like, that doesn't make any sense. I wasn't trying to make her feel bad about it. I was just like, but it's okay. Like, it's okay to say, I think this is wrong. And then not even like a week later, I had sent her into Walgreens to pick up some photos that she had printed. Yeah. And she came back out. She had just like one little envelope. And I know that she had got gotten printed like a ton of photos she's doing this photo collage for her wall anyway um she comes out with this one little envelope and she's like this is all they said that they had back there and I was like the app says your thing's done go back in there and tell them and she's like no I'm embarrassed I don't want to tell them that like there's more to the order and I'm like why she goes because then I have to tell them that they did their job wrong and I feel bad about it. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, please. <laughs> so she made me go in there yeah. and we, and the girl was like, wasn't she just in here asking for those photos? I'm like, yeah, she didn't get all of them. Like there's more to the order. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. And it was their error. You right. know what I mean? So uh, here I am trying to teach my daughter like, hey, like it's okay to ask for the things that you deserve right yes or that you've paid for or that you know is not correct on their end or something but then there's me who won't send a meal back if it arrives wrong right right so i this idea of like self-advocacy i'm curious do you advocate for yourself no not not often no Like the idea of sending a meal back? Never. Why? Because I feel bad. Like I who? The chef? The server? Okay. Would I send a meal back because it doesn't taste good? Never. Mm -hmm. Never. Mm -hmm. I don't understand people who are like, this steak is too tough. Like, no, no, no. Well, not that I don't understand it. I think that's reasonable if a meal isn't made well, but I would never. But I won't even send a meal back if it's wrong. We've been in restaurants where I've ordered things I can't eat. Mm Mm-hmm. And don't send them back. And you eat it and then you feel terrible later? Or I just don't eat it. Oh, my God. I understand. Okay, but why? Well, because I feel bad. To whom? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know who I feel badly to, but I do not like to make extra work for people. I'm also an over-apologizer. Yeah. Yeah. Do you send food back if it's wrong? Never. No. No. And I also makes me uncomfortable if like 
our whole table is served and like mine isn't there yet. Like, you know how mm-hmm. it might come out late. Like I always feel bad. Like I shouldn't like ask for it. Like, Hey, remember me? Like, you know, never, yeah. never. And it's like, it's because I, it feels so ingrained that I'm not allowed to take up space yes. or ask for things that are totally normal things to ask for. Yes. And so I looked up the definition of self-advocacy and what that means. Mm-hmm. And it says here, it is the ability to be able to tell people your thoughts and your feelings. Mm-hmm. You are able to ask for what you need and want. You know your rights and you speak up for your rights. You are able to make choices and decisions that affect your life and take responsibility for the choices you make. So I want to talk about like some typical scenarios Uh and I'm curious if you have any, like, for example, I would say like the doctor is probably one of like those times where I feel like I don't want to ask the doctor questions because they're in a hurry. Ah, yeah. But it's my turn. Yeah. So I should be able to ask whatever questions I want, you know? Yes. Or if I have concerns about like my health or whatever. Yes. Do you, have you found yourself in the same situation? When I'm in the doctor's office, I'm pretty good about asking questions. Oh, that's good. Cause I want, yes, I go, I'm like, this is my time. You're in the room, you're face to face. So I'm going to ask all the questions that I have right now that I'm good at. You never feel rushed by the doctor? Not my primary care doctor. I could sit there and ask him questions all day. Oh, that's awesome. And I really like that. And he'll give real detailed answers. So I think that helps me. I'm probably not likely to continue to go back to a doctor that makes me feel rushed. Okay, let me ask you a question. And you don't have to answer it if you don't want to. Back in summer of 2020, you were going through some health stuff. Oh, I pushed. Okay, that's what I asked because it was like a mystery. Like they couldn't figure out like what was wrong, right? Did you... I'm glad to hear that you pushed because otherwise you could just been like, okay, nothing's wrong. I can't, you know? Yes. No, I mean, cause I was in pain daily. I continued to go back and continued to be like, no, that didn't solve it. What's the next step? Mm-hmm. That didn't solve it. What's the next step? So I, yes, I think I am pretty proactive about my health. I want to take a minute and talk about the idea of advocating for yourself in a medical situation, mm-hmm. because I think a lot of these things like with your friends or with a mechanic or, you know, fine if you let it go. Right. Because if you're like me or like you and we prefer to avoid conflict, sometimes that's just the easiest thing to do mm-hmm. rather than escalating a situation. But in a medical situation, I think particularly as women, we feel like take the information given to us and accept it sometimes. And I, what I would like to say is – I trust and respect doctors, but they're humans Mm -hmm. and don't necessarily have all the information. And they certainly don't know you as well as you know yourself. Right. And also, you know, the medical system is complicated. So if you have questions about something and you don't get the answer, you like ask again or ask someone else. Or if you've been in a situation where they've said they'll follow up and they don't, this is the time to push back past your unwillingness to get on the phone (laughs) and get on the phone. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, Wendy mentioned the health issues I had a couple years ago, which all basically turned out to be nothing. Mm -hmm. But what was interesting is as I was going through the process, I 
at any point could have stopped because I went to multiple appointments and they didn't find anything, but I kept like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? And I ended up having two colonoscopies and the first one, they didn't solve the issue, but they did find two very high grade precancerous polyps that my GI doctor was like, you would not have had a colonoscopy for 10 years. Yeah. And that would have been a big problem. Mm-hmm. So in that case, I was like, oh, congratulations, Megan. <laughs> you, <laughs> Because you kept pushing on this other thing, you, you found this yeah. other potentially scary thing that is now no longer an issue. Yeah. So ask for what you want. Ask questions. You know, I think doctors were like, oh, you're smarter than me about this thing. So therefore your answer is the final answer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it, that always has to be the case. No, for sure not. And I think any good doctor wants their patients to find the answers. They're in it for their patients to be healthy and to solve whatever problem they have. And sometimes that's not with them. Okay, here's another scenario. We've both been having car issues. Yeah. And I told you that my experience at the dealership recently was not pleasant. Yes. Because the service guy was so dismissive and um, talked to me like I didn't know anything about cars yes. or what I was doing there or anything. And in that scenario, like I could have like said something, but I just let it go. And it still bothers me. I think about it often. Why didn't I... I don't want to say like stand up for myself, but why didn't I like make it clear to him that I understand the parameters that we're working in and I don't need to be made to feel like small and docile and I don't know anything about what you're talking about, Mr. Car Guy. I did give him a really bad review. Oh, good. (laughs) Especially after he sent me a text and was like, I uh, here. I really need you to fill out this review for me, and I really want five stars because. Blah, 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 and I was like, nope, not happening. Um, yeah, you know, he could clearly ask for what he needed from me, mm-hmm. but I didn't from him. So, have you ever experienced like that kind of like situation where you're made to feel like smaller from? Maybe not even a person of the opposite sex. I'm sure I have. I know I have. I am not pulling up an actual experience. Oh, yeah. When you recently had work done in your house, when your thing flooded, and the guy that you did not work well with, the first guy that came out, didn't you have some issues with him? Yes. Yes, you're right. He was like, LOL, ma'am. No, 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 no. And I was like, this is not my first home repair insurance rodeo. Also, I'm just like a, in general competent human being yes that's the other thing (laughs) so uh yes he did treat me like a little lady in that regard and we did not end up i mean we bailed on that company it just makes me so frustrated sometimes when like people assume you're an idiot Mm -hmm. and then they talk down to you like you're an idiot and like i want to like raise that level sometimes i take it because that's just it's been ingrained in me like right Whatever. Um, but sometimes I like want to raise the level and be like, listen, here's my boundary. Like, I, you're not to talk to me that way. Mm-hmm. And this is what I know. And this is what I need you to do for me. Yes. And then I would give that person the same 
respect back, right? Yes. So, but why is it so hard to do that? I don't. Well, it goes back to your, like, we have been taught to make ourselves small and not to take up space and not to take up more space than belongs to us. And sometimes I think that goes into, like, how, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. For me, it is, I am a, the personality type that I would always rather personally be uncomfortable than someone else be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so it's the Enneagram nine in me. Oh, you think so? Yeah. And I, I just don't want, even though I'm like angry or upset or physically uncomfortable, I would rather take all of that over someone else's discomfort. Yes. But doesn't that, that's exhausting, right? Of course. That's a lot to shoulder, I think. Yes. I definitely understand. But I feel like this is one of those things, like as I get a little bit older and we talk to I don't think we talked about this. Did we talk about this? Like the benefits of being 40 plus? Yeah, not caring so much what people think. Yeah, like being able to ask for what you want and yes. need, you know? I mean, So I do think like as I get a little bit older, I'm not confrontational. So like that's when I will like let things slide because I don't want to get, you know, like yes. in an argument with somebody over something minor and stupid. Like this food is wrong, you know? Well, but see, then the thing is like, okay, this food is wrong is different to me than you're speaking rudely to me because this food is wrong. There's an actual solution to, right? Like this is not what I ordered. Can we fix it? As opposed to you're speaking rudely to me. There's not a direct path to solving that Mm -hmm. because that's, I just don't think that's as actionable. Because someone who's speaking like that, A, either doesn't care that they speak like that or isn't realizing they're speaking like that or thinks that that is the appropriate way to speak. So that's the harder one for me. I would be more likely to, in that scenario, take the rudeness Mm -hmm. and potentially attempt to, like, I get rude myself in those situations. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I had a vision of you at Disney World Yelling at that lady who thought you cut her off in line. Dude. I think it was Universal <laughs> Studios. But <clears throat> Okay, so I didn't actually yell at her. Alrighty, about- so now hear about this situation. How about advocating for your children? Is it easier to advocate for them than it is yourself? I don't think it's easier, but I am more likely to. Yeah, me too. Me too. When I grew up, I lived in a neighborhood with a ton of kids that we all played with. And at one point, like the two girls across the street had like left me out. And I remember my mom like marched me back over there and was like, nope, Megan's hanging out with you guys. And like just marched me right back in. And I can also remember her like going to bat with me with, for me with teachers. And that was the example that was set for me. Mm -hmm. So I am much more likely to reach out to a person in charge on behalf of my children where in the same situation and for myself, I would let it go. Me too. Totally. You get mama bear. Yeah. But that's not the example I want to set for my daughter though. Like I want, I wish I was more, I don't know. You want her to know that you'll go to bat for her, but you want to her to see you going to bat for yourself. Yes. And then I want her to go to bat for herself. Sure. You know? Yeah. I'm watching these crazy squirrels outside of Megan's house. There's a wall behind my house, and I see one squirrel run back and forth all day long. Apparently, there's two. I have never seen two of them. I think someone may have, like, horned in on his 
on his turf. Oh, maybe yeah, maybe he's just being territorial, he's like chasing them away. Yeah, because I've never seen two. But do like, you see him like yelling at the other squirrel yeah. from the tree? Because I'm like, are they playing up and down that tree? No, I think he's like, hey, this, this is my turf. Spot. Squirrel talk with Megan and Wendy. <laughs> all right, that's all I have to say about advocating for yourself. I don't have the uh, the special recipe by any means because I would not consider myself like a huge advocate for my own. Well, here's what I was thinking when you were talking about what you wish you would have done in the car service scenario. Mm -hmm. What if when those things happen, instead of saying like, I wish I would have, we actually rehearsed what we would have done. We can't do it, but then we're ready the next time. Okay. Like even just to yourself. Oh yeah. That's a good idea. Just saying like, no, I understand the situation. I understand that because in this case, it wasn't something they could solve in that moment. You just wanted some information knowing there was an intermediary step, right? Mm-hmm. So if you say to yourself, no, I understand that that's the step. I don't know. Just practicing on your own so that the next time that comes up, you're like, oh, no, I can do this. Okay, this is completely a side topic. But I wonder, do you find it easier to advocate for yourself to another woman or to a man? I don't think either is easier. It's not nothing. Mm-mm. I don't. I see. I think I would like tend to get a, actually a little more like self conscious to another woman. So, yes, because women are judgy. Yes, and not nice. And I want women to like me more than I want men to uh, like me. Exactly. Exactly. Because to me, like every woman is a potentially a friend or an mm-hmm. acquaintance, and I don't necessarily feel that way about all the men that yeah, I meet. Men totally. that I meet. Same way. Same way. Same way. And I don't want to come off as like bitchy to another woman when I don't really care what those men think about me. I don't necessarily think I'm a great advocate for myself, but I did look up some ways to stand up for yourself better. Oh, good. Good, good, good. So I have this success.com article, and we will, of course, link it in our show notes. And some of this are things that we've talked about. Like step number six is practice makes perfect. So... <laughs> You know, the more you do it, the easier it gets. And sometimes that means maybe rehearsing it by yourself. Mm -hmm. Having that conversation with the mirror or with yourself in the car. What were some other tips on that? So number one is practice being transparent and authentic. So instead of just like smiling and nodding, Mm -hmm. maybe say, actually, I don't think that's a great idea. Okay. Uh, Anybody who knows me knows that I have made enemies of some of our PTA members (laughs) because I am not afraid to tell them that I think some ideas are bad ideas. Hey, guess what? Daddy-daughter dances, they could go away. Oh, that's... Okay. Hot take. Have a parent-child dance. Have a grown-up yeah. kid dance, but... Change the name of the daddy-daughter. Yes. Da- yeah. it's, it excludes children. Yeah. Okay. The end. Totally fair. Okay. That's my soapbox. I get on it every year. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nothing changes, but I'm like, huh, at least I said it. Uh-huh. Um, take small but powerful steps. So... <laughs> Wendy mentioned that uh, I perhaps cut in front of someone at la- in line at Universal Studios. It was an accident, guys. I would never do it intentionally. And I actually think that when something like this happens, it's often unintentional. Sure. Like, people don't realize that the line is going a weird different way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have a choice here. Are you going to let it go? I'm likely to let it go because it's a non-issue. Mm-hmm. Or are you going to take this small opportunity to be like, oh, I'm sorry, there's actually a line over here. Yeah. That always stresses me out. The line stresses me out. Yeah. Well, and then you feel like, oh, now I've made this person feel bad and uh-huh. embarrassed. Uh-huh. But I think there's a nice way to do it. The line's back here, jerk. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm not making some fun of somebody's voice except for my own. No, <laughs> my grocery store in honestly, since COVID, I've never seen this happen prior to COVID, but the lines are really long. I actually think they just don't have enough staff. Mm-hmm. And cause they've like defaulted to self checkout. Mm-hmm. And if I've got 30 things, I'm not doing self checkout. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what they do is like the line goes to the end of the check stand and then it's the aisle and then it's grocery store aisles. Yes. So people leave the main walkway clear and then they're lined up down like the frozen foods aisle. Yes, I understand. And if you're not paying attention, you're like, oh, the end of the line. Look is at that shirt one. Stand. Just pull right in. And then there's like six of us down yeah. the frozen foods aisle like, hey. And I've been in that situation and I've been the person who's at the front of the back of the line mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and everyone behind me is now affected. They're honking at you, so basically. I'm the yeah. one and I don't like being the one. And usually what happens is the person turns around and they go, oh, crap. And then they see like, oh, I'm actually not supposed to be here. But it doesn't always happen. So I think we need to differentiate, especially as women. Men don't think stating a fact is rude. Yeah. Oh, sorry, line's over here. That's that's not actually rude. Mm-hmm. There's a way to do it that's rude. Sure. But making things flow the way they're supposed to and making things fair, which is a dumb word because that's no such thing, isn't rude. I don't think so. But it feels like it in the moment. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's one of those things we have to practice. Like, hey, no big deal, but the line's over here. Number three, and I'm not going to read all 10, but this is really important. When someone attacks, wait them out. Oh, let them like pop off like a toddler. And then when they calm down, then you say your piece. When they go low, you go high. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, because there's nothing gained by fighting dirty. Yeah, so just let them like Uh blow out all their hot air and then. You know, I one of the things I'm most proud of is I... A fight fair in my marriage. I don't call names. I don't yell. I like will. I can <laughs> shove it in because if I react in the moment, I won't react kindly. Uh-huh. And then I can come back and say, you know, I actually think I am very good at that. Wow. That's impressive. I am not. And I think we both have become good at that. Because we weren't always good at it. Mm-hmm. And there have been times where, like, one of us has called the other on it. Mm-hmm. And that is a skill that I'm very proud of. It's something that I have tried to work on in probably the last five years. But I'm very guilty of, like, reacting in the moment. Uh-huh. Name calling. You know. Yeah. And then I come back around quickly and be like, yeah, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I don't, I hate putting myself in a position where I have to apologize for my behavior. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's, that is a practice makes perfect situation. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean I'm not like grumbling under my breath or feeling frustrated in times. Go high. This is so important. Number eight is stand up for your time. Mm. One of the things that I find most frustrating is people who are not respectful of your time Mm -hmm. and I actually find my children because they are in an age where their world is very self-centered just because of the way their brains are Mm -hmm. aren't always aware of this so like I'll be somewhere to pick them up and it doesn't occur to them like oh this event is over I shouldn't hang out and talk to my friends for 10-15 minutes or someone waiting on me and their time is valuable right 
And I am trying very hard to instill that lesson without being like, where were you? Yeah. Because <laughs> then I get really annoyed. Don't make me wait. Yeah, me but too. there are adults who aren't respectful of people's time. Sure. And I'm not talking about someone who is late every once in a while or someone who genuinely struggles with executive dysfunction. I'm talking about the person who just doesn't care and thinks it's a cute personality trait to no. be late everywhere they go. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if someone's saying like, hey – do you have time to do this? Even if it's getting together for lunch Mm -hmm. and that's not an effective use of your time or an enjoyable use of your time, or it's going to stress you out or it's going to ruin the rest of your day because now you've lost an hour and a half that you were going to do some doing something else. Own your time. And in here it's like, sometimes you don't have that control. Sometimes it's your boss saying like, Hey, this is a priority issue. There are different things, but when you can control your time, control your time she's looking at me she knows she she knows what's up (laughs) yeah the last one is fake it till you make it so they say imagine you're the most assertive person you know and what would they do i hate that advice really fake it till you make it yeah i just uh i I don't know i just have like a problem with it for some reason just because i i want genuine reactions from people or not like I but here it's I, like the advice is like okay I'm not an assertive person but I know people who are mm-hmm. and so if I'm in that situation what would they do and so instead of faking my personality take inspiration okay. from someone else I like that's that not spin my better. natural reaction but if I want to make it my natural reaction mm-hmm. find the inspiration elsewhere even yeah. if it's not coming from within right okay All right. If you're really good at this, please let me know how. And perhaps it's, I think maybe it comes from a personality type that doesn't so much care about the reactions of other people. And I'm a personality type that very much cares about the reactions of other people. For sure. So if you're good at this, please send us your tips and tricks. Hey, let's take a quick break and come right back with Megan and Wendy Approved. It's two weeks in a row. I feel like I'm on my gearing up for summer approved <laughs> items. If you're new to the podcast, this is the part of the podcast where we talk about stuff we use and love. And mine is a sunscreen. I use lots of different sunscreens, but I love the Super Goop Glow Screen. It has a nice glowy base, works well as a primer, works well under makeup. I like the way my makeup looks on top of it. I have heard and I've seen on TikTok that people are liking a new glow sunscreen from Sunbum and it's half the price. So Really? Sunbum is not that inexpensive. No, but this is like $14 as opposed to like $32. Yeah, okay, okay. So I would be very much interested in trying that on my next Target trip. I really like the smell of Sunbum products. Oh, yeah. I wonder if this one has that same like vacation scent. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I equate sure. it to. Um, I'm, so I have the super goop glow screen too. And I will say that I, um, I'm not a huge fan of it. No, I feel like it makes, um, my, if I put makeup over, it makes it look a little ruddy. Oh, so it's just, it doesn't work for me, Mm -hmm. but I love super goop products in general. Yeah. And I was just looking at their website. They have so many, so many, so many different things. I was like, I want to buy them all, but then I feel like they all do the same thing. So yeah, 
fan. My very favorite product of theirs is their play sunscreen in the liquid form by the giant jug with a pump. Especially if you have children, you will not regret it. It goes on nicely, absorbs quickly, and it actually works really well. Like my kids do not get sunburned when they're wearing that. Are you ready for me? I am. Okay. For like I told you, I've been watching a lot of Shark Tank. Yeah. <laughs> And the founder of Kind Bars is always a uh, reoccurring okay. you know, shark on there. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know what? I like you and I like your mission, so I'm going to buy your products. And I found that I'm really into these super thin Kind Bars that they have. They're called Kind Snacks. Uh-huh. It's like a regular Kind Bar, but it's like very thin. Uh-huh. And I love the caramel nuts with the sea salt and the peanuts. It's like eating a um, payday. Oh. God, they're so good. That so sounds good. That's my approved item right now. And I am I love them. They're so yummy. I mean, I feel like it's just like a granola bar. Sure. But it has good ingredients in it and nothing crazy. I don't know. I like a throw-in-your-purse snack. It's a good throw-in-your-purse snack for yeah. sure. And especially when it tastes like a candy bar. Yeah. I'm into it. Excellent. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Before you go, leave a five-star rating and a review. We love to see them. See you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.